Welcome to Becoming a Business, the podcast for anyone wanting to start, build or grow their business. So welcome to the show. It's so great to be here with you again this week. Firstly, I'd just like to say sorry for those of you who listen on Apple iPod. Does anyone have an iPod still on Apple Podcasts? Last week's episode, for some reason, didn't upload. Normally, it uploads automatically, but for some reason, despite publishing it the way I normally do, last week's didn't. That problem is now fixed, and if you go back and listen to it, check your episodes, it should be on there. So listen to last week's episode, because it was really good, a great interview with Maddie Alexander-Grout from My VIP Card. It's actually quite a good thing in terms of bringing us to this episode, Because in life, as in business, there are challenges and things don't always go right. Often things go wrong. And it's how we overcome that, those challenges, that really tells a great story. So if your story is, like I've said before, if your story is boring with no challenges, then it's a boring story. What you really need is to have a way and a purpose and a reason for overcoming all the challenges that are in your way. So think about why you started your business. Like what was it that made you go, right, I'm going to start my own business. I'm going to build something. And then from that, something's developed. There is a big dream that you have, like this dream that is so big and so bigger, big and bigger. I don't know. It's so much so much greater than what you have at the moment and what you imagine it to be. Think about that dream, think about that vision and imagine the feeling you will have when you reach that point. When you anchor your emotions in that final climactic scene, that final moment, that that thing that you're working so hard for, that will keep you driven and ambitious and it'll keep you focused on overcoming any challenges that might come up in your way. I've got a dream. My dream is to help a thousand businesses go from whatever point they're at to being successful. So it doesn't matter if you're a startup, if you're an already established business, that's my dream. My dream is to take a thousand businesses from wherever they are now, to a much more successful level. And from that, I have other dreams. I want to invest in property and I want to go beyond that into using those property investments to help people who wouldn't otherwise be able to afford to get onto the property ladder. But that is a story for another day. Today, I am interviewing Luke and Steph from Park Farm in Shropshire. They they followed their dream. They had a dream of moving out of the city, going to the countryside, setting up a farm or some sort of glamping site, and they are already well on their way. And that is what today's interview is about. So without further ado, let's listen to today's interview with Luke and Steph from Park Farm Glamping. Hello, Luke and Steph. Welcome to the podcast. How are you doing? Very well, thank you. Thank you very much. All very good. How are you? Good, I'm all right, thank you. Um, obviously, you guys run Park Farm and you're just setting up your glamping site. Uh, but what I'm really interested in knowing is how you guys ended up moving from the town to the countryside. Wow, okay. So, 
we we were living in uh, in Tunbridge Wells mm-hmm. uh, down in Kent, and we've always had a sort of uh, idea since we before we got married really that we wanted to either run a B and B or live in the countryside. I've always wanted to live in the countryside and pretend to be a farmer, uh, basically. So pretend, uh, pretend, yeah, yeah, pretend to be a farmer. <laughs> uh, to, the reality is, I've, I have no farming experience. We have yeah. no experience. We have zero, zero experience. Cool. Uh, so, and I can say experience a fourth time just to make it sound weird. Uh, but we, we, we're living in town and I was commuting in and out of London every day, mm-hmm. uh, getting very stressed, getting very bored. The fact that I had to commute, what, two hours each way. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was when it, we were living closer to, to town. And uh, we decided we want to change and, and come up and, and, and sort of move away from, from the whole town and the whole stress of commuting and the whole stress of buildings and everything around you to go away and try and start what we spoke about when, when we started going out together. Hmm. Cool. Yeah. So did you, did you put a plan in place or did you just sort of one day just decide to do it? What'd you do? Uh, Both really. Yeah. Cause we did, we had a bit of a moment where we're like, actually, if we actually want to do this rather than just talk about it, mm. <laughs> then let's do it. Yeah. But this, and then we we put the we had a five year plan. Yeah, uh, yeah, we did. We had a five year, mm-hmm. five year, ten year, fifteen year plan. Nice. Uh, and but uh, well, I, I think uh, I think. Uh, we realised what we really wanted on our friend's wedding. When we uh, we we went down to Devon and we stayed in this lovely a cottage, which mm. was in the courtyard of a farmhouse. Yeah, and, and they had a cottage. They had a playground area for the kids. They had a shop, farm shop, yeah. and a coffee shop as well. So a farm mm. shop, a coffee shop, and they they run pig farm. I think it was. A what, sorry? A pig farm. Oh, a pig farm. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we th- on the drive back from the wedding, we thought, okay, that's really what we want. We were, so yeah. Something very similar to that. And we've always talked about it, so let's actually do it. Yeah. And that was when, roughly? 2000 and... George was one. 15. 16. When did they get married? I can't remember. Uh... <laughs> 2016 because George was one yeah yeah cool so 2016 that's when you decided you wanted to no it's not long ago at all yeah cool so at that point what did you do what did you like because you can't just move to the countryside and set up a farm and start doing all that stuff (laughs) no we wanted to yeah well we, we thought what do we need to do to make this work and to make it a reality mm. and the answer is that we needed money yeah. yep so we basically i don't know we just sort of yeah set out to save as much as we could mm-hmm. yeah. uh in as short a period of time as we could 
And that was about it, really. That's where yeah. our sort of five-year plan was because we yeah. predicted uh, what we'd have in savings at the end of each year, and yeah, and how closer we, how much closer we'd be. Mm. So does that mean you had to cut back on loads of stuff, or just start saving a little bit? Both. We we massively, uh, I don't know, went through our finances, didn't we? Yeah, and sort of identified anything that was unnecessary mm-hmm. or that we could save on. I can't yeah, so, so for example, examples. I used to pay for PlayStation Network mm-hmm. thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I know what you mean. I don't play PlayStation, so... Um, I, I didn't either, but I was still... Oh, okay. That, that, <laughs> and it's, it's, that, that just doesn't make sense paying for that. No, Absolutely. And, and then we had things like uh, our shopping. We actually food shopping. Yeah. Food shopping. So we were very meticulous in in writing down our finances every day. Yep. Seeing how much we were spending, what we were spending on, mm-hmm. and being we don't need that. We don't need this. We were looking at our mobile phone options and and trying to cut down on on the deals with mobile phones. We uh, cut down on our energy and gas supply as well. Yeah, so we, we switched, yeah, and uh, everything we did was focused on not spending money. It wasn't nice. about saving money, it was about not spending yeah, money. Yeah, it was okay. as little as we can. Mm. Yeah, and, and that's when we got into the whole frugalness. Living, frugalness? Living, uh, Frugality? Frugality, yes. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah, and, and we read loads on, on, on frugalness and and people who live in a frugal way. There's there's a couple of really good uh, people like Mr. Money Moustache. Mr. Mr. Who? Mr. Yeah, it's Mr. Money Moustache. Mr. Money Moustache. Is that an is that a book? It's, it's an on. It's a blog. Yeah, it's a blog. And it's just it, we we read a lot about. Uh, financial independence Independence. and people who would retire early because they'd managed to achieve financial independence basically yeah um through living frugally um and we weren't really aiming for that but it was there was it was very interesting yeah Hmm. and and it's is reading these people uh that and Frugal Woods. Frugal Woods is the other one that I really got it's into. A good blog, yeah. And they pretty much did what we Wanted have to. done. Yeah. yeah. But they they're financially independent at the moment. And also American, which is different. And American. Okay. Um but the principles will be the same. The, yeah. the principles are the same. Yeah. It's it's about saving money, it is about not spending money. And mm-hmm. that, that was what we sacrificed a lot on. Yeah. yeah. No, that's cool. So you had a five-year plan. How long did it take you to complete your five-year plan? A year and a half. Nice. A year and a half. <laughs> good. Yeah. Wow. That's very good. Cool. So 18 months to complete a five-year plan. Yeah. Um, to, 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 to complete the first stage of our five-year plan. Because sure. obviously, 
because obviously once we 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 purchased the the farm the the small holding yeah then there's more plans from that. yeah yeah so your five-year plan changed essentially exactly yeah but we we did end up looking and buying this place before it said on our plan yeah yeah massively. yeah yeah massively. yeah, yes, it did. yeah. Accelerate itself a bit, yeah. Hmm. No, that's really cool. Um, excellent, and that's basically because you're really good at your job, right? Uh, yes, or I was yes, the right product. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> or I was selling the right product at the right time. Or you were selling the right product at the right time, right place, right time. So there is a there's an element of being in the right place, at the right time, putting in a lot of good work, and also cutting back loads of. Um, spending yeah yeah and, and just, just if if people are worried about cutting cutting back on spending it was actually really enjoyable yeah it was actually okay. it, it, really it was it was really bizarre because we things like cooking more often and not ordering yeah, yeah not ordering takeaway mm -hmm. i actually lost weight as well because i was exercising more yeah uh, because there was slightly more time. Uh, yeah. And you're probably eating healthier as well. But we, or you stop like, snacking. Yeah, yeah, snacking in London, like, like getting a coffee from a coffee shop. Yeah. Which I, I can't name. <laughs> Why not? I, I don't know. They're not paying it's not the BBC, anything. it's all right. It's not the <laughs> BBC. They're, they're not paying me anything, so they want to me to what? name. I don't think they would pay you to say I stopped buying coffee at Costa or whatever <laughs> shop it was. How do you save money? I stopped buying coffee at Costa. Yeah, that's not going to get them more customers. It's all right. No. <laughs> um, oh. Cool. Um, so, so then you guys bought the farm or the small holding, I should say. Yeah. How how was that adjustment for you? Like going from the town. Obviously, everything's close by. You've got all that stuff, and then you move out to the countryside. It was actually harder than I thought. Okay. Not because everything was far away, just mm. because uh, it was winter. Okay. And, <laughs> and it was cold, and it was bleak. Mm. And it was more the fact of being far away from any sort of support network. Yeah. Like parents or friends. Mm. And, and yeah, and it was cold and it's an old house. And I, there was a part of me that was a bit unsure of whether we'd done the right thing. Yeah. But most, you know, everything disappeared when spring turned up basically. So, mm. It was fine, but it was it was more of an. I, I didn't don't think I expected it to be as hard an adjustment as it was. Yeah, no, that's cool. That's that makes sense. I my 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 challenges were different. I think mm -hmm. uh, I had the excitement in my eyes, kind of thing. So the excitement mm. of new. So even the fact that there's no central heating in this house compared to our ability to control central heating through the mobile app yeah previous house this one it's all run by a, a stove yeah so we need to 
throw logs into the stove for the central heating to work. Hmm. In the morning, there's no heat. And it was it was the the winter of the uh, beast from the east. Oh yeah, yeah. It was that like that cold storm front thing. Yeah, from from, from weather Siberia. front. Yeah, from Siberia. And, and and we got stuck here three times for a couple of days each time. Right. Oh, because um, of snow. Because of snow. Yeah. So a super easy transition, one could say. Not could have been smoother. Yeah, <laughs> could have been smoother. Yeah, no, that's cool. Um, so, but your vision was always to be more than just. It was more than just let's live in the country for ourselves. This was like, um, like a you had a bigger plan than it just being you guys living in the country. Is that right? Yes. Yes. Cool. So, so- this was this was from the start of staying in that cottage holiday yeah. net with the whole farm system around it and providing service for other people. So <laughs> it was a farm that definitely diversified. Yeah. Uh, part of the now ten-year plan mm-hmm. was to be able to have a farm which we could eventually have a holiday let in, uh, run a few businesses from. Mm-hmm. Uh, so one of the big things when we were looking for properties, yeah, it was looking also not only for the house, but for the potential of the 10 to 15 year plan. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So looking ahead was very important then, like, yeah. like having that clear vision. Yeah. Well, yeah, fine enough, actually, when we, was, when we started looking, when we started out with the plan, the plan was for we need to look for a house that has a bit of land so we can start uh, glamping or mm-hmm. have something that we can convert into a holiday cottage to make uh, to make a bit of income yeah. from the move. And the small holding developed later because we realised that actually, if we've got two acres, we could have animals or we could, mm-hmm. do, we could do this and that as well as tents. And it the small holding actually came after the idea for the glamping and holiday cottage okay business side of it nice so now you've got a shepherd's hut built yeah and you're gonna you're open for bookings from june time is that right yes correct so we've got the first weekend of june already booked out nice uh but uh, it's now we're at the final stages of actually opening it up. Yeah. As in the infrastructure. Cool. So today I think I was plumbing in the toilet mm-hmm. and we've got electricity, we've got water. And now it's just details within the shepherd's hut and also make sure we've got hard stacks and lay down the mat to protect the grass. So that mm-hmm. people can drive up to it, and yeah. then we're pretty much good to go. All right. So we're talking because it's now sort of like the first third of May. So we're talking another five, six weeks out. But le- le- less. less. Uh, I think we could probably do it three. Three weeks, yeah. And oh, that's nice. plenty of time. Yeah, I think. Cool. So. 
in terms of like the big vision, how are you gonna like? How are you guys set, like differentiating yourself from other similar glamping sites? Good shout. So there will be a number of other sites which have exactly a shepherd's hut, yeah, and and other different sort of glamping pods, tents, etc. We went with the shepherd's hut because it's one unit which has everything embedded. Yeah. And we're going specifically for the fact that where we live, there's a stunning, stunning view. Mm -hmm. It's absolutely, absolutely. The view is, is the ticket that will sell for anyone who wants to go out into the rural countryside and look at one of the most beautiful views of Shropshire will be, will want to come here. Nice. So, so the view is really important. It's the fact that they've got the field, I'd like to say for themselves, but it's not because they're sharing it with sheep. They're sharing it with uh, ponies. At the moment, there's some Shetland ponies. There's some pigs as well that they'll they'll be able to see, and and eventually they'll be able to go and collect eggs uh, from from the new uh, coop that we're putting in. And so there's the whole being part uh, of a working small holding. Exactly, and nice. and that's really a big USB for us. Is yeah. you're coming to relax, you're coming to come outside of town mm-hmm. and you're immersing yourself into what we do, which is coming out of town and being in a small holding, looking after, if you want to look at pigs or look at the sheep, you can. That, yeah. that's, that's not something many town people do, or we, oh, we can do. Yeah. So to be fair to say, it's sort of like, it's like experiencing country living rather than just going camping in a slightly nicer campsite. Yes. Nice. That's cool. That's really cool. Um, and just in case anyone was listening, when Luke said USP, that is a unique selling point. Um, in case you weren't aware, most people will be, but I just thought I'd explain that. Also, Steph looked a bit confused on the video. Not that you guys can see that. <laughs> I thought you said USB, so. <laughs> yeah. Ah, universal serial bus. And that's the nerd in me coming out. Um, cool. So right, so you've got the Shepherd's Hut set up. Um, and you say you've got the first weekend booked out? We do, like yeah. The last weekend in June booked out or something but already? First weekend in June. Sorry, the first weekend in June. Yeah. Ah, cool. So how did that, how did you get your first book in? Uh, it, it was... Uh, Honestly, it was a friend. That's cool. Who said that they wanted to come and stay, and we said yes, please. And here's the link. Sign up, and and they did. And yeah, there's a trial run for our booking system. Yeah, cool. That's and good. See how it all works. So, mm. yeah. So, do you mind if I ask for anyone else who might be looking into setting up some sort of booking thing, either Airbnb or, sorry, obviously Airbnb is a booking system. Um, either a B&B or a glamp site or anything. What booking systems did you look into and what, what worked well? I can talk about that. Yeah, I can't. Uh, so, so actually, is, this is when we were working with you. Um, mm-hmm. you, you. You helped us uh, with the website and everything, and I was looking at the different uh, booking 
platforms. We yeah. ended up going for a free tool called free to book when, and as, mm. as you can guess, it's not, it's never free. Uh, Cause obviously you have to get all the different uh, payment systems within the booking system. Yeah. Uh, so we went with a tool called free to book. Very easy to implement. Mm -hmm. And the reviews that we had seen from the glamping business page on, on Facebook, there's a yeah. Facebook group that we follow said that that is a very easy and, and straightforward booking system. Mm. Uh, so we're going for that for the time being. Uh, we're using Stripe as a payment uh, yeah. method. And yeah, and we're just going to see what happens. It is a little bit dated, to be fairly honest, but... Yeah. It, in terms of visuals visuals in terms of visuals yeah. but it does the job absolutely so hoping that people can book easily and mm. and uh and come and stay here because uh, we want we want people to come here absolutely we, we we think it will be great for people yeah no that's very cool so you've got your glamp site pretty much ready to go at least the first bit with the one shepherd's hut is the plan to add more later is the plan to keep it down to one what's what's the future hold for part farm uh we think we'll probably keep it to one at the moment because it's essentially uh you get almost exclusive use of the field yeah if we put nice. another one in it it probably wouldn't feel crowded, but it lessens the sort of privacy that you get. Sure. Um, if we ever get more land, we mm -hmm. would get more huts. Cool. And I don't know when that would happen. Yeah. No, that's cool. So, uh, and the other thing is because we want to, we have sheep and we've got other animals. We also need the land. Hmm. Yes, that's true. Uh, just, uh, I don't think we mentioned at the beginning we've got four acres. So if right, anyone okay. knows what four acres is, uh, it's about four football fields. I love that description. I, this is what I always think. And then I go, How big is a football field? It is uh, one five hundredth of Wales. I think Wales is a normal measurement you can use. Oh, Wales, the country. The country, the country. So is what? So is the whole of Wales only five hundred acres? No, no, I I don't um, know. This okay, <laughs> good because I was getting confused there. No, that's cool. So good. So the plan is essentially you're not going to you're not planning on getting more huts unless you get more land because yeah. you want to keep that exclusive private field to the glamping side of park farm are you going to diversify in terms of other income streams for park farm uh yes yes we are so um we already have diversified because we we do have honey nice. yeah yeah there's the small holding side of it might hopefully uh bring a little bit in mm. yeah but so so the small holding uh side of things is uh selling honey from the bees we did that last year yeah the ludlow food festival 
mm-hmm. this year we'll definitely do again there's only at the moment i need to go and extract some mm. uh there's also the fact that we have a oh. pedigree shropshire sheep okay uh, the shropshire sheep will um uh we'll be looking at various different things that we can do there one is breeding the sheep and selling mm-hmm. them as pedigree yeah and uh, we've got pigs for bacon pigs for bacon and sausages <laughs> so will you eventually have like a I little how much. okay so will you be selling that to other people or is that more as a sort of self-sufficiency thing is that a word? Self-sufficiency? Yeah, yes, it, it is, is now. Yes, it is now. It is a word. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, I don't know. It, it, uh, we'll, 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 try, we'll try both. If, if, uh, if we'll, people want it, we yeah. sell it. We'll put it on Facebook right. and see what, what people say. I was talking to the uh, next door, the, the oh, farmer next door. Across the van. Mm. And uh, they said that every now and then someone raises pigs and puts them on Facebooks and, and, and apparently they go like Matt a lot like yeah. No yeah, no one else yeah. around here apparently yeah. for some reason. For some reason they don't do pigs around here. Which is weird. Yeah. Oh okay. Um, so you could be in like quite a niche. We'll if you... Yeah. If yeah. if it's popular next year we've got two pigs at the moment and if it's popular next year we'll have three. Sort of thing, you know. Six. Or, yeah. No. <laughs> Six. Eighteen. Um, so we're twenty seven pigs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but and, and then the, and then there's uh obviously that's all the small holding stuff but then mm. there's like various other revenue streams that we're looking at as well like beeswax wraps um which uh for those people who don't know what beeswax wraps are don't buy them now wait until we make them and yes. uh and they're basically substituting clean film okay so they are basically cotton eco-friendly eco-friendly food wraps mm. reusable yeah cool sustainable yeah and they're and they're made of cotton and beeswax rather mm. than plastic that is just not good for anyone no so is that part of the vision as well to be more friendly to the environment like to yeah like to make your lives less impactful on the environment and to help other people do the same thing. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a big part because I don't think people realise that, that there's a lot of things about farms being horrible to, to the environment and everything. But if, if we, because we've got a small amount of land, we can actually work it in a way that is better for the environment. Yeah. And the way we live and because since we were fr- we started being frugal mm. a few years back we realized we were throwing away so much plastic and the amount of rubbish yeah. that we actually cut down because mm. we were saving money yeah. was huge yeah it was a strange sort of unintended consequence we realized we weren't producing much rubbish anymore yeah just from changing our habits in other ways it's really weird yeah. mm. and then and then that sort of rolled into the whole we need to think about how we operate in, in the environment and and i think producing your own food producing food that doesn't travel much uh travel far sorry 
And starting with the beeswax wraps, we're also going to do mushrooms, for example, uh, which is a new thing I started today. Today, as in, nice. So you're literally growing your own mushrooms as well. Yeah. yeah. Well, we hope we don't yeah. know if they will work. And, and it's not about being self-sustainable, self-sufficient. Self-sufficient. Mm. It's about producing a lot of things for us, and, and which it would. We we know we'll still have to go to the supermarket. Yeah. Yeah. But it's cutting down the amount of stuff from the supermarket mm. is a big impact that we can make uh and would like to share that with people. Cool. Yeah. Nice. Awesome. Cool. Thank you so much, both of you. That's like properly insightful into how people can make not only how people can make their dreams happen, but also um insightful and inspiring for people because i know people who want to start a small holding but have no idea not even where to start um so you guys have been super helpful from that point of view um if people want to book or find out more about you what and where do they need to go you can always visit our website Nice. Uh, and uh, you should see it, actually, even though uh, you helped to build it, basically. <laughs> it's, uh, it's called parkfarmglamping.co.uk. Yeah. And if you want to get involved more with our story and what we do on a weekly basis and, um, see, pictures. and see pictures, you can obviously follow us on Facebook, which is Life from Park Farm, or yeah. Instagram, which is... Uh, park farm staff i think is it park farm staff yeah sorry i'll make sure they get it all properly written down and i'll put them in the notes but yeah so and and also get the blog as well which is blog.parkfarmglamping.co.uk yeah cool i'll put links to all of these in the show notes so if people want to see them they can um so it's life on park farm isn't it on facebook Yeah. yeah cool and that way people can stay like just see essentially bits of your daily life and see what it's like and exactly cool and and if anyone wants to find out more they can always reach out we're more than happy to have a chat with people cool awesome thank you very much excellent again luke and seth thank you so much for your help today and for being on the podcast and i am looking forward to seeing what happens with park farm me too too. (laughs) thank you very much So I hope you enjoyed that interview with Luke and Steph. They are brilliant and definitely worth looking into. So go and have a look at parkfarmglamping.co.uk and see if you want to go and spend a weekend, a week. I don't know how many nights you can book for, but go and book a stay on their farm. I think it'll be brilliant. Anyhow, that's unfortunately all we have time for this week. So I hope you have a great week. Enjoy just the sunshine that's come in at the moment spend time working on your business spend time growing your business become everything that your business was meant to be and if you've enjoyed this podcast then please subscribe rate and review on itunes because that's that just helps more people hear this podcast cool i look forward to speaking to you next week have a great time see you later